Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you may be listening to the show across the entire globe. And today is Sunday, August 11, 2019, and I am your host and founder of International Angels Network. My name is Claudia Barra, and I'm coming to you live from Virginia. And I'm a certified flower therapy healer, and in the areas of healing, I provide attunements, which include blockage removal, working with the 12-strand DNA activation, and also attuned to the Ascended Masters and the Archangels. I'm also an Archangel Angelic Life Coach, Indigo Card Reader, Indigo Awakening, and Crystal Child Certified, and much more. And you are now listening to International Angels Network. And we are a show that explores spiritual entrepreneurship, the fairy, fairy realm, angels, spirituality, mysticism, since the show is called Mystical Connections, and so much more. And we are a live calling show, so give us a ring at 516-453-9162. And if you are a international caller, make sure you push plus one, 516 453 9162. So you can also Skype onto the show for free from anywhere around the world. You will see a Skype icon on the Blog Talk Radio website. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash International Angels Network. So make sure you press one on your phone keypad or Skype keypad if you'd like to speak to our guest today and you will be in a queue. So make sure you press one once, one time, and that will put you in the queue. So if you keep pushing the one in the queue, it'll take you all the way back into the queue again. So just push it one time, and we'll get to you shortly. So I would like to thank you all so much for uh, following us on International Angels Network and your loving support, and we appreciate all of our listeners, and we are grateful and thank you, uh, thankful, and um Also, International Angel Network offers professional services for angel workers, spiritual entrepreneurs, offering tips and tricks, and much more. And another way that um, if we're live on air uh, will be a red icon on the the button on the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or there will be a red live indicating the show is in progress and available for you to call call in to speak with us on Blog Talk Radio. So for upcoming shows, like for the show time and date, it will air in your time zone on the show page under the events on the Facebook uh, Business Find page. So there will be a show title or uh, on the Blog Talk Radio as well. So, Or you can go to internationalangelsnetwork.com forward slash upcoming. And uh, also setting show reminders, just look at the uh, light blue reminder button next to the showtime on the Blog Talk Radio website. And also, uh, once each show has been recorded, it is available 24-7, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, for you to listen to, to and to share. All International Angels Network shows are also available on, on so many other platforms, which include iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, MyTuner Radio, TuneIn Radio, and your favorite other platforms. We're also also available on Amazon Alexa, Apple TV, Roku TV, and other smart TV devices, including your Apple Watch as well. So 
I'd like to thank everyone for listening today and make sure to become a Patreon with us and support our network. Without your donations, our, our network wouldn't be possible. So I want to thank each and every person that has donated and um, shout outs for those who have donated to our network. And to become a Patreon, you can go to patreon.com forward slash International Angels Network, or you can go to our website at internationalangelsnetwork.com for more information. All right. So thank you all for joining us today. And I I am so happy. I just wanted to announce that um, in September we are taking a month off. I will be out of the country. I will be in Mexico um, visiting my family, and I will be back in October. So all of our shows in September will be podcasts. So um, next Sunday, I will not have a show on the 18th, but I will have the last show of the month on the 25th of August. So, and then we'll be back in October. But news on September 22nd, I do have a live show, and I will be in Mexico that time. And um, Melanie will be on the show and talk about the Crystal Skulls on that day. So you don't want to miss it. It will be 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I will be in Guadalajara, Jalisco, which is where my family, my dad's family is from, and I'll be live there. So I'm very excited, and uh, I haven't seen my family in probably about 10 years, so it's time for me. We were um, just talking about that in the, in the green room with um, our wonderful guest, Joyce Fields, and uh, we were talking about family and uh, visiting family. So family is very important, and also as well is that you have to keep your boundaries with your family as well. And sometimes you have to put your foot down and have healthy boundaries, um, you know, with respect and, you know, you might not have the same beliefs as that of, of your other family, but family is family. So, you know, sometimes we just have to keep our distance to certain family members, you know, um, but not, you know, give them any shade or that type of thing, but, you know, just send them love and, um, you know, there, there are family members that I just don't talk to. That's just because it's just way too negative and I just don't want to be around that. So don't feel the love, but just send it back and just, you know, kind of got to have, have healthy boundaries. So just as a reminder of that. So, but anyways, I'm so glad you're all listening and I am so excited to have Ms. Joyce Fields uh, on the show with us today. And she has written 10 books in, um, in nine different, different genres. Uh, her journey started as a, a stenographer at a major utility company, working her way up through as a supervisor of word processing, then as an office manager for an automotive advertising agency, and lastly, as an executive assistant at a large nonprofit health maintenance organization. She's also a professional proofreader, and all these positions were leading her into writing and becoming an author. Uh, she wrote her first book called Line of Serenity, a memoir in 1997, being the oldest of seven in a very happy family, and she wanted to capture the way her parents raised her so that, the, that they would not be lost when they uh, would pass on. So... The book goes from 1944, the year that she was born, and through 1977, and includes family recipes and photographs. 
recipes because food was and still is an important part of the family fabric photographs and so that descendants can see that their ancestors look like so her inspiration comes from living and observing life in addition the line of serenity have um ha she has written books about relationships the best way to keep a man is to let him go among other things parenting which is mother's dozen an easy recipe for raising great kids which is also available in spanish uh, children fiction uh, jet black and her seven uh, friends and the vision telling kids that they can make the world a better place and we were just talking about this in the green room as well as bullying uh, dear bully a collection of poems and bullying and the power and simplicity of quotes um we were talking about bullying i'm going to talk more about that on how um, there's a pledge that she has for children to um to do these pledges about bullying and I, i'd love to talk a little bit more about that topic as well so and also um she was talking about the power simplicity of quotes which is um her simple quotes to live by and her latest book which is really what was released in october 2015 is the litmus golden rule the 21 ways to use the golden rule in your life and you can visit her website at goodshortbooks.com that's goodshortbooks.com and so we're going to talk about uh Today's title of course is about a breast cancer journey to greater joy. And she has um, mentioned that she's had a breast cancer, a stage two survivor, and that August 15th will be her eight years being cancer free. And I would love to bring in Ms. Joyce and talk more about that. Hi Joyce, welcome to the show. Hello Claudia, thank you very much for having me. Thank you for being on our show and, and talking about your life and with living with breast cancer and how you were a survivor. I mean, that's just amazing for you just to share your story and be vulnerable at this time and talking about it. And also I know a lot of, you know, women who've, who've had breast cancer or maybe someone that they know and someone that has it, breast cancer. So, yeah, oh, I'd love to learn more. Yeah. yeah. It, it is amazing. When, when I first went into the clinic for um, the operation, well, not the operation, the observation, uh, I was absolutely amazed at how many women were in there, and some men, too, because men get breast cancer. Uh, oh, of but course, overwhelming. yeah. Overwhelming. Yeah, some men get breast cancer. So, but it was just, it was just absolutely packed in that center. Uh, so they did imaging and all of that, but... Um, my son said that uh, it's eight years. It'll be eight years on August fifteenth that I since I had surgery, and uh, you said that I had stage two, so I had a lumpectomy. They did not cut my uh, entire breast off. I just had the lumpectomy, and I was very, very excited and happy to go under the knife. So my husband was absolutely amazed. My blood pressure, when we got to the uh, hospital just before the surgery, they got to prep me and all this stuff. My blood pressure was 123 over 53. Wow. I know. that that It amazed my husband because 
All I wanted, Claudia, was for them to take it out of me. I felt like I had been invaded by an alien, by a monster or something. I just wanted it out. And when the surgery was over, I felt total relief. So that is what happened to me. Uh, And I didn't find the lump. Uh, My doctor Mm -hmm. found the lump, my primary care physician. He found the lump, and then I had to go in for a biopsy. And the biopsy was nothing more than, like, I I consider it to be like uh, an extraction of a tooth. So you get the injection to numb it, and that's all they did. They had a long needle to numb the breast. And then um, he clipped certain parts of the lump. So you you don't feel anything, but you hear the clicks. So you hear it, and, you're, and I'm thinking, okay, this is a click that's going to help. This is a click that's going to help. <laughs> and that's what I was thinking all along while he was doing that. Then they put a Band-Aid on me, on my breast, and told me to buy bags of frozen green peas. Now, you heard that right, frozen green peas. Because uh-huh. they are pliable. They are pliable, frozen green peas, and they fit in yeah. your bra. <laughs> so I had to keep the incision cold, and I didn't get have any negative consequences to the biopsy, none to the surgery, nothing. So when um, my son, uh, after the surgery, uh, and he said, you walked around like you didn't have breast cancer, and then I also had a stroke in April of 2012 because they put me on tamoxifen and one of the possible negative side effects is a stroke and I had a stroke on April 2nd. Yeah, I had a stroke. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, uh, it only affected my speech center. So we had uh, the speech therapy, they came out and it was supposed to last for like eight weeks or so, but he left me after six weeks. He said there was nothing else that he could do for me because I was, he just showed me pictures during the speech therapy session. He would just show me pictures, and I had to identify who the person was and tell a little bit about what they did. You know, so he would show me pictures of famous people, uh, Louis Armstrong. Uh, Frank Sinatra, stuff like that, you know, and I think he had politicians in, but it was 19, in t- t- uh, 2012. So, But now when I talk to people, they tell me that um, they can't tell that my speech was affected by the stroke. and But, see, I can tell because it's almost like a funnel. It's like a whole lot of stuff that's pour it into the top, but only a little bit can come out of the end, funnel. You know, you get that? Did I draw a good picture? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you had all these words that have to try to get out, and so they're converging on each other. So that's that's what it feels like in my head sometimes. I have a whole lot to say, but it's just coming out in little dribs, you know. So, But you can't tell, can you? No, not at all. I, I can't tell <laughs> okay. at all. I can't. Yeah. But uh yeah, so I know me. 
And so my um, college English professor, we still had a good relationship after 40 years. We still talked to each other. Now, as a matter of fact, I would always send her the manuscript out of every from every book that I wrote. I would send her the manuscript first. So she would mark in the margins and all of that. And usually it was all good. Everything she said was good. So she really liked my manuscripts. And so she would say to me after I had the stroke, she said, when you didn't have the stroke, you were like at a a 10, level of 10 on English grammar, spelling, punctuation, speech, and all of that. And she said, now you're probably about an eight. So she still couldn't tell that that I had had a stroke. So she said that you might as well still say you're at a 10. (laughs) But there is nothing to be afraid of. The title of the book is A Breast Cancer Journey to Greater Joy, Taking the Fear and Mystery Out of a Breast Cancer Diagnosis. And I wrote the book because I wanted women, some men get breast cancer too, but it's overwhelmingly women, um, to read about my experience. And the book covers the uh, whole episode from discovery of the breast cancer all the way to recovery. So it goes from discovery to recovery. And uh, the four doctors that I had, when I finished the manuscript, I sent it to each one of them and asked them if they would be interested in writing a foreword for the book. And all four of them were very enthusiastic and very, very um, supportive. And they all wrote a foreword. So I have four forewords in my book. And I'd like to read something from the radiologist, uh, what she said. I had the pleasure of caring for Joyce Fields during her radiation treatment in 2011. I recall her at that time being a woman with a uniquely positive attitude. And then she says more and more. And then she gets to, reading Joyce's book ahead of time would greatly prepare patients regarding what to expect. Early stage breast cancer is generally a highly curable disease. However, the word cancer is extremely stressful, and Joyce takes the mystery out of treatment of early-stage breast cancer. Finally, having a positive attitude like Joyce's is actually immensely helpful in meeting the challenges of breast cancer treatment, among other life challenges. Helen Chen, MD, Radiation Oncology. And as I said, my blood pressure was 123 over 53. And uh, so I really uh, look forward to continued recovery and good health. Wow, that's amazing. And and uh, for those who would like a copy of her of Joyce Field books, um, you can get your copies of the books. It's in the show description on Amazon. And there's the link there as well. So it takes you directly to her author page on Amazon. So, mm-hmm. wow, though, awesome. Yeah, and then you and, can also go to goodshortbooks.com where you can see all of the books at one time. And then there are oh, links yeah. to Amazon mm-hmm. as well. So there's 
two options. You can go to goodshortbook.com. Um, you can see all of them, and then you can go to Amazon. But mostly when you go to Amazon, you have to know the title of the book. Now, you say that you have hooked it up on your page, so that it's yes, linked to it's Amazon? Yes, it's on our show description Okay, there. that's wonderful. Yes, Thank takes, you very much. It takes you – oh, you're welcome. It takes you directly to your um, Amazon Central um, author page. And okay, And it shows all your good. books there. Yeah, mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah. They call me the tech angel because I do all the technology stuff for all the other hosts on the show. <laughs> Wow. I do all the I do all the banners and um the show stuff and then the website and all that too. So I do everything. Mm-hmm. Um now one yeah. of the things too in, in the book I have two pictures in the book, one of the radiation machine and one of the PET scan machine. So that the women would know what to expect, you know, so you can see these these machines are absolutely huge and they can be very intimidating. But they're your friends. So when you went to the doctor, was it your um, was it your OBGYN or was it just your regular no, doctor? No, my that primary care physician. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was just going in for a, a physical. Oh, just the physical, and that's how they mm-hmm. found it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it's and, very important. Uh, I didn't know it was there. To get your annual, because I know with my mother, my mom is about, she's uh, she's going to be 74 next year, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, she hasn't had her annual exam in a couple years, so I've been stressing on her about that. That's a very important, so. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's very important to get it done. Yeah, it really is. Because you can actually get breast cancer. There's no such thing as a certain age about getting breast cancer. You can get breast cancer at any age. So it's really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But no, there's nothing to be afraid of. And early stage can be uh, cured. Yeah. So mine was stage two. And I'm, I'm sure that there are a lot of women who have stage four that have been cured. You know, so... Yeah, oh, yeah. there's been miracles on that, too, you know, yes. um, that happened. So don't be afraid. Yeah. That's why I wrote the book. It's only um, mm-hmm. 90, was it 90 pages? I'm, I've, I've written 10, so bear with me here. It's 60 pages. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's 60 and pages. It's been, it's been, um, I'm thinking it's available. It's been available on um, Kindle as well. I'm actually looking on here. Yes. See. All of okay. them are available on Kindle, um, except for Dear Bully, because I have several elements in that book that I couldn't transfer over. Okay. To yeah. uh, I sense. have several graphics in that book on each. Uh, Let's see, each opposing page has a graphic that has three elements mm-hmm. in it. It's got the starburst, it's got the word in a text box, and it's got, oh, the, the words uh, uh, in, in the text box and then the text box itself. So there's three elements that I couldn't copy and transfer over to uh, Kindle. So that one is only available in paperback. Dear Bully, a collection of poems yeah. about bullying. Yeah. And um, 
I've noticed also some of your books are available on Kindle Unlimited, which I do have, and I know some of our listeners have as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you have any of your books on Audible? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. That's a that's a coming thing. It's a real big thing nowadays. But it uh, is. I just our, like the feel our, of a book network. in my hands. But I do yeah. want to do Audible, but I can't afford it right now. Yeah, because our our um, our network is sponsored by Audible by Amazon, and uh, usually people they can get their free um, audiobook if they subscribe to audibletrial.com forward slash International Angels. So mm-hmm. we always mention that so if authors have their book on audible also audible is a good thing too for those who can't read because um they're they have disability where they cannot read they might be blind yeah i I understand that so that's why i'm really interested in putting all of them on uh audio books yeah yeah oh i wanted to go back um, to uh i wanted to go back to tell you the date of my last radiation session the date was 11, 11, 11 at 11 a.m. Wow. That is I know you're into the, are, the readings and uh-huh, all. So the angel that, numbers. Yeah, the angel numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. 11, wow. 11, 11 at 11 a.m. was my last day mm-hmm. of radiation. Wow. That was just like, be positive. We, we got yes. you back. <laughs> yes. That's what the universe universe, was saying to me. Mm Mm-hmm. I heard it. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. It's amazing. So, so um, you wrote a book also about um, because you are a um, relationship expert, and you Mm -hmm. wrote another book. Could you tell us a little bit about that? That one is entitled "The Best Way to Keep a Man Is to Let Him Go," among other things. But now let him go does not mean <laughs> quit him or put him out or leave him. Nothing like that. Let him go means be secure enough within yourself that you don't worry about where he is when he's not with you. A lot of these girls nowadays almost try to have the man on a leash, you know, so um, they call him. Uh, Every half an hour or hour or so, they text him. They want to check his phone. All of this stuff. Don't worry about that. If he's with you, he's with you. He chooses to be with you. He chooses to be with you. Don't worry about where he is when he's not with you. So what are the three tips for a healthy and happy marriage and relationship? Because I know that's probably a lot of people are wondering about relationships then okay now the three things that we do um we never go to bed angry i don't know if some girls don't live with their boyfriends so i'm talking husbands as well boyfriends and husbands so if you live together don't go to bed angry and if you don't live together don't part with anger um The second thing is don't separate your money. A lot of couples, especially married couples, they have she pays some bills, he pays other bills. Don't separate your money. If you separate your money, you're separating your spiritual connection. You're going one way, he's going another way. 
But now there are some instances where that can work if you communicate. So it ha- it takes really good communication. And the third thing is to always greet each other warmly. You know, don't – there's no, no room uh, for uh, anger and all of that in a relationship. It should be – if you're for each other, each person should know that you're for each other. Does that answer your question? It did. It really does, and – it does because another thing is, um, so what do you consider to be one of the biggest mistakes couples really make? The biggest mistake is separating your money because that is the foundation mm-hmm. on which uh, your strength is built. Even No matter how much or how little you have, don't separate it. You know, my, my parents, they've been married for many years, and they, they do have separate bank accounts, as I've always known. And mm-hmm. I, I, as an accountant, because I used to live in New York City, now I live in Virginia taking care of them, and I do their accounting now. Mm-hmm. But um, they've always had everything separate, their finances. Mm-hmm. So I guess, like you said, it's about communication. Yes. And who... What they because mm-hmm. exactly. my my dad is responsible to pay the mortgage and my mom is responsible of paying the utilities. Mm-hmm. And but then if the they food they pay together, well, that yeah. can work. If but see, there's not a lot. They've been married for a long time. Mm-hmm. Your parents now for about me and, years. and my husband have been married for 52 years. We've been together for mm-hmm. 62 years. You know. With us, we don't separate it. But like I said, it can work, but it takes really good communication. So you're, obviously your parents are good communicators because he's taking care of the mortgage. She knows that the mortgage is paid. And a lot of these mm-hmm. couples, he's taking care of the mortgage, but she's not sure that the mortgage is paid because mm-hmm. he didn't say anything about having paid the mortgage. And then... uh She's paying whatever the utilities and, and so forth, but she's not telling him that the utilities are paid. So they don't know where each other stands. So that takes mm-hmm. really good communication skills. Yeah. Well, also they, they're both retired now, so it's kind of a little bit more easier because, you know, it, the money comes in, it's always the same, kind of like the paycheck type of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. they've been doing it for years. Now, um, for those, I know um, finance has always been, like, a big issue with, like, divorce mm-hmm. and that type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I've always noticed that it's kind of been in a turnaround where the men are becoming more feminine and the women are becoming more, more masculine, Where which I mean is women are becoming more, uh, the, the men are staying Assertive home and with aggressive. the kids and the women and the women are, are beco- you know, working. You know, they're the ones that are the bread, you know, bringing the bread and butter at home, and the men are staying home. It's kind of like the trade has changed. Um, and there's also men that figured they don't want to work, and their wives are married, and they do two jobs while they stay at home, that type of thing, because they don't want to work. But that's another mm-hmm. story. But I yeah, it is. Like that, too. <laughs> that is another you know, story. That's another story. But yeah. 
you know, it, it, it has really changed, like, the role uh, where the women are, are becoming more, um, I, I wouldn't know if I would say self-sufficient, but where the men are becoming, kind of letting go of that role and becoming more of the housewife than the women becoming. Because I, I couldn't be a housewife. That's just not my thing. I have to do, like, work, like, work on things. I would be miserable mm-hmm. if I was a housewife. Um, well, you know, me. a lot of this has to do with the media. So yeah. we're seeing a lot more of this. So we're going to see a lot more of it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that roles are kind of changing, but not so much so because the men are still looked at as being the breadwinners and the women are still looked at as being homemakers. There are a lot of women mm-hmm. out there still that want to be the homemaker and a lot of men oh, yeah. that want to, you know, so you know, it just depends on what works for your relationship. Yeah. You know, in some cases, so, especially mm-hmm. uh, black men and and brown men too probably, um, it's harder for them to get a job than it is for the woman to get a job. They are a lot of employers are intimidated by black and brown men, but they're not intimidated by black and brown women. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, they may try to uh, hit on them and stuff like that, you know. But I mean, this is this. I'm just being real, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, but in a lot of cases, uh, their intimid- employers are intimidated by black and brown men. And in a lot of cases, black and brown men have felonies, uh, uncalled for felonies and stuff like that, you know. So mm-hmm. the deck is stacked against them in a lot of cases. So you got to understand that, too. So, so what do you consider to be some of the best things that couples can do for each other? Finance love. as well? Love mm-hmm. and peace. Give your man peace. Give your woman peace. Sit down and and talk. Laugh. Pray together. So, and and just enjoy each other's company. Look over and, and smile at him or her. Look over and give him or her a kiss for no reason. A hug. I just read something recently that said uh, something about how a hug really comforts your entire nervous system. So hug. So I think it read something about ten seconds or thirty seconds. So just just hug for a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's that 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 energy exchange. Um, yes. Because, you know, all forms, we have energy, and even the plants, and it's yes. a scientific fact, um, you know, and just that hug is just, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, we, you're, we're humans, and living in, in a, you know, human world here, and, you know, we need that connection, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. a hug is what that connection is. Yeah. Yes, it most definitely is. Now, I also post quotes out of uh, my book, uh, My Simple Quotes to Live By. 
and I'm posting this one. I just posted it last week. I'm going to start a new quote today. Uh, but the one that I did post, it said, anger is energy. If used wisely, the, will, the anger will disappear, and you'll be left with something positive if you use the energy wisely. So what I do when I get angry, I clean. So I clean the kitchen or the bath or I'll rearrange a closet or do something with that anger. So don't throw pots and pans, don't slam doors, don't do any of that ugly stuff because that just makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Do something positive. So if you are left when you the anger disappears, and you can look around and you got the kitchen is clean, the closet is reorganized, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So do something positive with that energy. Anger is energy. You know, the funniest thing, our, our uh, Tuesday host, Diane Morgan, would, you know, you know, she sometimes would say, you know, like, you know, every time you get upset at something, just ask yourself if you were to die tomorrow, was it worth wasting your time being angry? Yes. And that's why I say never go to bed angry. If the person died, mm-hmm. oh, my God, that would just absolutely destroy you just about. And so there's, there's other things in the book. Uh, the best way to keep a man is to let him go, among other things. Don't use mm-hmm. sex as a weapon. Mm-hmm. So you're using sex as a weapon. You're depriving yourself as well. And you can think about that, too. But don't use sex as a weapon. And don't take man advice from a woman who has no man. It just absolutely mm-hmm. blows my mind that these young girls nowadays will listen to their girlfriends who don't have men in their lives or husbands or whatever, boyfriends, uh, or they'll listen to one who has horrible relationship. She'll be talking about her man like a dog, and then you're going to listen to her? And then when you... Mm-hmm leave him when you do quit him and throw him out like she suggested guess who's the first one going to be in line to get him exactly yeah mm-hmm. so don't take man advice from a woman who has no man or from a woman who has a bad relationship with her man And then we as females have really been sold a bill of goods because we've been uh, led to believe that men are knights in shining armor, and that couldn't be farther from the truth. They're human. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Human needs. And that's what my uh, granddaughter, (laughs) when they were about 15 years old, (laughs) I told them, I said, this will probably get you, but I said, if it comes with testicles, you're going to have problems. <laughs> I, I bet that's what men said too, as well. Yeah, that could. <laughs> but all the but ovaries. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. They say the same. So you're gonna have problems, too, you know? regardless. Mm-hmm. Just gotta work them out. You just said the divorce or separation. This is what we said. This is our creed. Divorce or separation is not an option. <laughs> So we gotta hang tough. Yeah, I, I'm. I, you know, you know, there's an issue where um, a friend of mine, you know, she's married, and you know, her husband hasn't been working for 
over a year, you know, he's depressed because, you know, something has failed in his life. And, you know, and so they, you know, I guess they tried everything what they can, you know, counseling and all that. And it's just like, they just won't get out of the ruts. And so she's at the point where she just wants to leave her husband for him to just change, just to walk out and leave. Because, you know, that's just, that's not what you do. But I mean, you know, I mean, like, I know it's it's just really hard because if you have a husband that doesn't want to work and he just, the wife is working two jobs and then trying to take care of the home and, you know, it's just like taking care of a child. Well, so, sometimes, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. So you have mm-hmm. to really evaluate the whole situation and and then see if there's anything salvageable. But then, uh, in in some cases, you you just have to leave. Mm-hmm. But that is not uh, an impossible situation. So you can still be um, have a happy life because life's yeah. too short to be miserable. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't make any kind of sense. Yeah. I hope she's listening because I know um, she listens to my show. So I know she's been dealing with that in her marriage, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, where, you know, and I, and it's not the only one because I've had other people come to me, you know, like my husband doesn't want to work and he expects me to do everything, you know, being like his housewife and be his mother. No, but you got to have a good conversation. So um, I think that, uh, I don't know how serious she can be with him, but uh, sit down and, and express how what he does makes her feel. But she should not lash out at him, saying that you mm-hmm. ain't this and you ain't that, that kind of stuff. You know, don't do that. Just say, this, mm-hmm. this, this is the way it makes me feel when you do these things or when you don't do these things. Talk about your feelings. And then if you can't get around kinda it. Went- went that route I think she's kind of talked to him nicely and I guess when she gets really frustrated she kind of you know yells because you know nothing's done when she gets home from work you know comes home at seven o'clock at night and you know and then still has to make dinner and clean around the house and take care of you know family at home and stuff like that Mm. so it, it pulls a lot of stress on on one person yeah and that person just you know and another thing is that um, a biggest thing is too is that I've noticed um, like video games are being very is very addictive. Um, playing video games is another issue. Oh yeah. Um, you know, um, mm. young men in their thirties, forties playing video games, and they're they are very addictive. Um, oh, they're so, intended to be. They were designed to be. Mm-hmm. They were designed to be addictive. Yeah. Yeah, so it's very diabolical what's going on in this world today. These mm-hmm. kids are not outside playing. They are not you don't even see kids outside. Mm-mm. Except for on the and playground or too, um at the parents park. Are also but too in the neighborhood the kids you don't to see even them. go outside and play. I've seen yeah. that parents don't want their kids to go outside and play because they're scared of everything that's out there type of thing you're like oh back in my days you know it was okay but no I wouldn't trust my kids being outside and play I wouldn't let them play well it depends on outside. uh yeah see now That's we live in uh, like a townhouse community 
and it's, mm-hmm. it's well landscaped and it's pretty and all of that stuff, but they can only go so far. They go outside, they can only go so far. We got it marked where they not marked physically, but they know how what the boundary is. Yeah. Yeah. So they go oh outside. Gosh, we have passed. Over half of the mark. I wasn't even paying attention to time. I just wanted to mention about our upcoming shows. I can't believe the time has passed. We have like 15 minutes till the show. Oh wow! <laughs> we just, okay. In the conversation, I know. I can't believe it. So I just wanted to mention about our. <laughs> well, we were really involved shows. in our conversation. Yes, that's all. we were. Oh my gosh, we were. So uh, Monday, August 12th, our Monday show is on hiatus until October 7th, which is the Divine Guidance Show with Shishi O'Donnell. On Tuesday, August 13th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it's Healing Ancestral Karma from Greater Freedom, Health and Happiness with Adrienne Thomas. On the Angel Navigation Show with Diane Morgan, plus your calls and many angel guidance readings. And on Wednesday, August 14th at at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, 7, uh, 6 p.m. UK time, is a podcast show. It's called Living in Gratitude on the Angelic Light Show with host Susie Parrott. And on Thursday, August 15th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 12 a.m. UK time, which is Friday, and it's our German host, Andre Bello, all the way from Germany. His show is called Co-Creating Love. And his topic of the show on Thursday will be from competition to co-creation, overcoming jealousy. And he will be providing a a, uh, guided meditation, your calls, and many readings. And we have a special episode on Friday, August 16th. And it's at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Pacific. An Evening with Spirit with Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer, um, that's celebrity guest, and um, with your host and founder of International Angels, myself, Claudia Ibarra. Then we have Diane Morgan and Shishi O'Donnell will be with us for that day. Plus, we'll take your calls and mini readings, and um, we'll be taking your calls on that as well. And Sunday, August 18th, is no show. And um, taking that day off that day. So, and then, yeah, so we have, um, oh, and also next, on Tuesday, August 20th, I just want to mention about Diane's show because she does have a great show um, called Soulmates in Palm Street. What, what a concept with Myra Lou Goldham. And um, they're going to be doing Palm mini readings. So it looks like Diane Morgan already received all the emails of pictures of people's dominant hands. And so Myra is going to be doing readings. And so she's going to be mentioning people's names off the emails that Diane received and she forwarded it to them. So I just wanted to mention that on air. So, um, so today was the last day for that, the submissions for the um, palm reading pictures. All right. So that's what I wanted to mention. All right. So um, also, um, I also want to mention to everyone that um, I really, really do appreciate everyone listening to the radio show. You know, without without our listeners, we wouldn't be who we are today. And I just want to thank you all for 
listening to us and on YouTube. Um, thank you so much for subscribing to our YouTube channel. And uh, so every 100 subscriber that we get, we're going to select um, a couple lucky subscribers. And um, make sure you comment our, your email on one of the videos, one of the latest videos, and um, you'll be entered into the drawing. And uh, you get free digital prizes, uh, courses, and also um, be mailing um, prizes to everyone. So, And also, um, if you're searching for a spiritual practitioner, we invite you to check out the International Angels Network Directory. Readings, energy healing teachers, mentors, coaches, metaphysical online stores for the mind, body, and spirit. So with today's technology, it makes it possible for you to work with anyone in the directory. You can visit internationalangelsnetwork.com forward slash directory. And Joyce, mm -hmm. so, um, thank you for waiting, and I couldn't believe how fast everything was going. Um, <laughs> Right now, we don't have anybody in the queue, so if you're listening in and you want a reading from me or angel card reading, um, make sure you push one so that I know that you want to have a reading today. It seems like everyone's being a little shy today, but that's okay. <laughs> so um, if you like a reading, our phone number is 516-453-9162, and our show is live today. So if you're listening in the archives, thank you and for joining us and listening to our podcast. All right. So I do have a message for everyone um, from Spirit. And uh, we've got about eight minutes left in the show, but I do have a couple more questions for you, Joyce, before we end mm -hmm. our show. Okay. Um, we do have um, a message from Spirit for everyone um, that wanted me to mention that, that to say to you all who are listening in the archives or in the show now, um, they're saying, Dear You, the simple yet powerful law of cause and effect means everything is in relationship. Every action on earth has consequences, and even in the spirit world, there is consequences for every action taken on your behalf. Right now, you're facing conditions that were set in motion by past decisions. Consequences are coming into being in your favor. They will remind you that making good choices and listening to your intuition pays off. And if some things are a little off or uncertain, know that whatever you are facing, you can step beyond it just by using your imagination and acting on the instead of reacting to what it is being present. Everything you think and do has far reach in the web of life. Move to the higher ground and have faith that what goes around comes around. The universe is always self-correcting anyway. Isn't that amazing? We adore you all. And that's a message from Spirit for everyone. I love that. All right. Oh, thank you. Um these messages I received um, are from the uh, postcards from Spirit, and these uh, it's, it's kind of like a little card that you pull every day um, by Colette Baron Reads, and they're like oracle cards, but they're like postcard shapes, and um, you just pull mm -hmm. a card, and you get messages from Spirit, so that's mm -hmm. what those are, and they're beautiful cards. All right, so... Um, so what what made you write these particular books? I know that you, a lot of them is about your life story, about um, 
all the books that you've written. You have one, um, you know, you're talking about Dear Bully, a collection of poems about bullying, about your simple quotes um, to live by. Also, um, the, the, excuse me, the Mother Dozen, an easy recipe for raising great kids and, and so forth. So out, out of all of these books, which one was like the best one that you felt inspired to write? Like you were like really into it. Well, the first one is um, it's called Line of Serenity. And that one mm-hmm. I wrote because I wanted um, the kids in our family to know how we were raised. It goes from 1944 to 1977. And so I was really enthusiastic about that one because, uh, and the title came about because I had finished the manuscript, and uh, that was in 1997, and I didn't know what to call it. And so my husband and I had a conversation that night, and um, he said, all of y'all have a line of serenity running through you. So I got four <laughs> brothers and the, two the sisters. Yeah, so the light bulb came on, and I said, that's going to be the title of the book, Line of Serenity. So the first 15 pages or so is my husband. He has written those pages, and he describes what he considers to be this line of serenity going through all of us, including my parents. He adored my parents. My oldest brother, who has since died, he he died of lung cancer in 2013, but that was his best friend. My brother was his best friend. And so, mm-hmm. and he described every person that uh, in my family, uh, including my parents, what he sees as this line of serenity. And then I go on to tell the story about how we were raised. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, because this I book wrote, has um, about a six, 168 pages, what I read yeah. here. And it's also available on Kindle Limited, so if you all have... Um, Subscribe to Kindle Unlimited. You can read this book as well, and it's available on paperback as well. So. Yes, exactly. That was 1997. I didn't write uh, another book until 2003, and that was Mother's Dozen, an easy recipe for raising great kids. And the reason why I wrote that one is because I saw so many young girls that they don't know how to raise children. They are raising children that are going to be controlling them. They're controlling their mothers when they're two and three years old. You see these mothers in the supermarket or in uh, uh, the mall or whatever, and they're, they're being too patient and, and tolerant with their children. It, patience and tolerance with children uh, can be good or bad the, and if it's misplaced. So uh, an impatient child, a child is having a temper tantrum out in public especially, that child is a spoiled child. Um, my my son had a temper tantrum one time when he was about three, and I looked. He was in the kitchen, and we were in the kitchen, uh, just he and he and I. And I looked at him laying in the floor, kicking and screaming. I just looked at him and walked right out of the kitchen. They don't have temper tantrums if they don't have an audience. So mm-hmm. and he never did that again. From that yeah. day to this, he's 49 yeah. years old now. <laughs> but no, so you have to teach children, teach them manners, yeah. teach them yeah. responsibility, teach them obedience, teach them patience, and all of this is in the book. The um, 
foreword was written by a minister who says that Mother's Dozen is a handbook of excellence when it comes to raising children for the world to come. That's what he said. And it's only 48 pages. God bless me with the talent for being succinct. And it's $7.99. And if you want your child to be mannerable, obedient, patient, responsible, all of these things, it's in the book. And it's not hard to do. You got to start when they're young. You know, when when a child is three or four years old, you don't you're not picking up the child's toys and putting them away. The child should be doing that. Mm-hmm. So, so yes, we have about less than two minutes in, in the end of the show. But I do want to um, ask you, what advice do you have for aspiring authors out there that are listening? An aspiring author should be reading a lot. That is how you learn how to write. Uh, that's how I learned anyway, uh, reading, by reading. I, I still read. I read a lot. Uh, and listening to other people's points of view. Um, also, your spelling, grammar, punctuation skills should be really good. And if they're not, then you should brush up on them. And uh, just go for it. Uh, I do have a quote that I coined um, some time ago. Uh, It was chosen for a, a women's calendar for 2013, and that quote states, It's better to die chasing a dream never caught than to die never having chased the dream. So that tells aspiring authors and everybody else, whatever your dreams are, chase them, pursue them. Don't allow other people to squash them. Amazing. I would love to have you back on our show, Joyce, because you have so much so much wisdom and love to talk more about your other books. I'd love to have you back again. Thank you so much for All being you on got, the show. You got my email. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so how can people reach can reach you? Uh good short books at Yahoo.com and also GoodShortBooks.com. That's my website. That is GoodShortBooks.com, and there's a contact link on there. And GoodShortBooks at Yahoo.com. That's my email address, and I would be very happy to interact with any of your listeners. Awesome! Thank you so much, everyone, for listening, and thank you, Joyce, for being on our show. We'll Thank see you. you. Next time. Bye-bye. Bye, Claudia.